Hey ladies, you're now listening to The Mature Podcast, where we talk all things healing and walking into our purpose after grief or trauma. I'm your host, Christicia Stormy. Let's get into it. Hey ladies, welcome to our first podcast. I'm super excited to be here. I'm your host, Christicia Stormy, and today I just decided to do a little warm introduction. I am a Florida realtor. I own a clothing brand, Abella Storm, and I've just transitioned into becoming a grief coach. So I started my entrepreneurship journey in 2017. Before then, I was in the medical field. I was a medical administrative assistant, but it just wasn't fulfilling at all. I always had strong, strong, strong leadership skills, and I knew that sitting behind the desk working for someone else just wasn't something that I want to do for the rest of my life. So at that time, I toyed with starting this journey. And of course, just like anyone else, I was scared. I was terrified. I I didn't know where to begin. I didn't know what to do. And also, I didn't know what people would think of me. And a lot of us go through that. A lot of us are afraid of what our peers or our classmates or our family members, strangers, anyone we, we're, we're so afraid of what they may say, how they take it. Just, I don't know. I, I just guess we give up on ourselves before we even try. So I sat with my husband and I just really told him how I felt. I told him about my goals, my dreams, what I really wanted. And to my surprise, he was on board. He was like, if this is something that you want to do, go for it. Do it. Put your two weeks in and do it. So I prayed on it and God even gave me a name. It's so crazy. As a child, I was always the girl that didn't want to go outside. Like I never wanted to go outside. So all I wanted to do was literally sit in the house, paint my nails, get my hair combed and play with my Barbies. So my uncle named me Prissy. He said I was the prettiest little thing he ever met. So God told me, name it Prissy Little Thing. So I named the boutique Prissy Little Thing. Um, I did research. You know, I got a logo made. I went on some biz, IRS. I did the whole nine, and I was ready to go. I went to go look for a building, and I had so much trouble looking for a place for my business till I got discouraged. I had to take a step back. I had to breathe, and I had to pray again. And this building basically fell in my lap. And I was like, okay, it's time. It's time. So with all of my insecurities, with all of my worries, with all of my doubts, I put it out there. And to be honest, of course, the first few months were rough because I didn't know what I was doing. But eventually it started to mellow out. I wouldn't say that I was bringing in the big books, but I would consider it a a success because I was able to pay all the overhead. My bills were paid. I was able to use the money to reinvest and buy a new product. And I also had money to help pay the bills at home. So I was seeing a return. So to me, that was success. But then July of 2019 came. July 1st, 2019 to be exact, was my brother's 33rd birthday. And I remember that night around 1130, my phone rang. And I was tired, so I didn't answer it. I didn't answer. I rolled over, and I seen that it was my mom calling. And I said, I'll talk to her in the morning. 
because it's not unusual for her to call me late at night. If she's up and she can't sleep, she, she'll call. She'll just call just to call just to see what I'm doing. And it's like, you know, I'm in the bed. You know this. You call me grandma all the time. So I'm in the bed. I'm asleep. Um, but if she can't sleep, she'll call. So I said, I'll call her in the morning. And at this time, my husband wasn't home. He was out. And I guess maybe 20 minutes later, he came in and he turned the room light on. And he was like, wake up, wake up. And I'm ju- I jumped up out of my sleep because I'm like, what in the world? He was like, we got to go. We got to go. Your brother's been shot. And I remember laying there and I, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't think. I couldn't move. I I was numb. I was shocked. And although I didn't have all the information, I didn't know if he was okay. I didn't know if he was dead. I didn't know if it was an accident. I didn't know if it was on purpose. I just knew that he'd been shot. And I remember my husband saying, get up. We got to go. Now, mind you, my mom and my brother live about an hour and maybe 15 minutes away from me. So I'm thinking to myself, how can I drive? How can I drive? And my husband is saying, just come on. I'm going to take you. And my husband drives like literally driving Miss Daisy. Like he drives so slow. And I kept telling him, you're not going to get me that fast enough. You're not going to get me that fast enough. And he was like, yes, I will. Let's go. And I remember grabbing up my children and put it, throwing them in the car. And they're confused. And I'm like, we just got to go. We got to go. And I... At that moment, my mother instincts kicked in and I said, call your mom. We have to drop the kids off to your mom. We can't take them with us. Not right now. So we dropped the kids off to his mom's house and I called my mom at this time. I finally had the courage, the strength, the voice to call her back and she didn't answer. Immediately again, my heart dropped. Because if this was just an accident, if he was okay, why is she not answering the phone for me? Matter of fact, why hasn't she even called me back? So I called again. She didn't answer. I called multiple times. She didn't answer. So I ended up calling my aunt. And this aunt, she is the strongest. And I use this word very, very intentionally. She's the strongest woman I have ever met. Because of her, I know God. Because of her, I have faith. Because of her, I know my purpose. Because of her, I made it through a lot of things. And I called her. And all I said to her was, auntie. And she let out this scream that I can remember to this day. And at that moment, I dropped the phone. And my husband picked it up. And I could hear him saying, Aunt Shirley, what's going on? And I don't know what she's saying to him, but to hear her scream, a scream that I've never heard this lady scream before, I knew it couldn't be good. So we dropped the kids off and we got on the highway. And I tell you, my husband got me there in 45 minutes flat, an hour and 15 minute drive. He got me there in 45 minutes. I've never in my life seen this man drive this fast. And mind you, we've been together almost 15 years. But he got me there. And I thank God for him that he got us there safely in 45 minutes. But 
about 10 minutes before I made it to the hospital, my cousin called. And when she called, I knew that it wasn't good news. I don't know, I guess because he was my brother and we were close. It was just us two. I I have no other siblings. So I'm not going to say we, you know, had the same heartbeat. I'm not going to say we we shared the same soul. But at the end of the day, we were close. And I, I knew in my heart that it didn't end well. So when she called and I answered, she said to me, she said, Stacey, that's my family nickname, Stacey. She said, Stacey, he's gone. He didn't make it. And mind you, I'm 10 minutes from the hospital. I've made it in town. I just got to get to the hospital. My whole world shut down. My whole world was over as I thought. You know, how do I handle this? My only sibling, the only person that knows me better than I know myself. And a lot of us don't realize that our siblings... They know us. They know us. <laughs> they know us like no other. Think about it. And I'm speaking on siblings that are in the household together. This person or these people, however many siblings you have, they've grown up with you. Whether whether you want to admit it or not, they're your first best friends. They're the person that you laughed with first. The person that you cried with first. The person that knows all your deep, dark secrets in childhood, growing up. The connection, the bond, whether you're close with your siblings or not, the connection, the bond that you have with your siblings is like no other. This is the one person, whether, like I keep saying, whether you have a strong connection, whether you're bonded with them or not, this is one person you can be comfortable around just being you, just being yourself, just just letting it all out, whether they're going to judge you or not, because, yes, some people do judge. Some people don't. But whether you know your sibling is going to judge you or not, you're still comfortable enough to just be you. And I lost it at that moment. I felt like everything was over. I just I I don't know. I, I can't tell you. Really, the emotions I was feeling because I was numb. At that at that point, I, I was in stage one. At that point, I was in denial because I kept saying to myself, I know God didn't do this to me. I know God didn't take my brother away from me. I, I know he didn't. I know God know that I'm not strong enough to bounce back from this. I know God knows that my brother is who my mom depends on. I know God knows that my brother is all me and my mom has. So I know he didn't take him from me. At that point, I wanted to wake up from whatever dream, whatever nightmare I was facing. Like, just wake me up, pinch me, throw some water on me, do something, get me out of this nightmare. So at that point, I pull up to the hospital And because my brother was a victim of a gunshot, they weren't allowing anyone in the hospital. So my entire family were sitting outside and everybody was crying. And so when I pulled up, I sat there for a while. And when I got out, they just were crying and they they were crying. They were crying so hard. 
And at that moment, my thought was, just be strong. Be the little sister that he knows. Because, listen, I was one bossy little sister. If you see, listen, if you saw us two, you would think that I was the big sister and he was the baby brother. I was the bossiest little sister, that boy. Listen, I bossed that boy around our entire life. And he was so sweet. He was so kind. He was so mannerable. He was so gentle with me. He never yelled. He never fussed. He just let me be me. And so at that moment, I say, I have to be strong. I have to get out and I have to be strong for them because all of them are a mess. Guess what? I got out and I was a mess right along with them. And that was okay. At that point, at that point in time, I felt like I had failed him. I felt like I failed myself and my family because I couldn't be strong for them. But guess what? It's okay. It was okay. I was hurt. I was heartbroken. I I was a mess. And it was okay for at that moment to be a mess. It was okay to feel those emotions, that, that betrayal that I thought I felt, that anger, that pain. It was okay to let it all out. And that's what I did. I tried to go into the hospital. I remember this. I tried to go in and they wouldn't let me in. And somebody was able to tell my mom, Stacey's out there. And so she, I don't know who she talked to, but somehow they let me in. And just to see my mom sitting there so broken, so hurt. And that one aunt, my aunt Shirley, she was in there with her and she was holding her. But they both, they both were hurt. They both, the pain that were in their eyes. I know they saw it in me too. So they put me in the middle and we, us three, we bear hugged. And I just kept saying, why, how, what in the world? Because he was a good one. He, and, and I'm not trying to discredit anyone's lifestyle. Please don't take that the wrong way. But he was a good man. He went to work. Yeah, he hung out with his friends here and there. But he went to work and he came home. He went to work and he came home. He'll hang out with his friends, drink a little bit, you know, do what men do. He he hung out, but he comes home. He had no children. He had no wife. All he had was me and my mom. And just this one day and on his birthday, he happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. And that was his last birthday. And I honestly believe that that is why it took us so long to process it. Because a tragedy is just what it is. It's a tragedy. You You can't prepare for a tragedy. You can't console yourself for a tragedy to come because you don't know it's coming. And then when it does come, it hits you so hard. It hits you like a ton of bricks. You're not prepared. You can't handle it. You have to go through the emotions. You have to feel the feels. You have to. That's the only way you can survive. And that's what we had to do. And as a result of my grief, my business suffered. I had two employees at the time. And in the midst of planning my brother's funeral, because, yes, I took on the task because my mom wasn't strong enough to do it. But in the midst of planning this funeral, one of my employees walked out on me. And that itself took a toll on me because I felt like 
it was just, like I said, I had two employees and we were like a little mini family. So it hurt me to have an employee walk out on me while I was going through what I was going through. But it happens. It's life. God has a tendency to put in aligning us with the people that we are meant to be aligned with for whatever reason. So it's okay. I, I got over it eventually. I did. So like I was saying, the business, it, 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 it struggled. It suffered. I, I didn't go in. I didn't go in. I, my one employee and I love her to death. She is actually one of my closest friends. She held it down for me and she ran it because I, I wasn't mentally there to do so. And as a result, you know, there was no inventory coming in. So all the pieces were the same pieces. And of course, if you have a boutique, you know how fast fashion is. You have to keep up. You have to be on top of it. But like I said, business suffered. I, you know, I lost clients. I lost customers. Of course, I lost money. But I didn't care. I needed to grieve. I needed to feel those feels. I needed to go through these emotions. I needed to get it out. I needed to be okay. I needed to. Because not only did I have to be strong for myself, I had to be strong for my mom. And don't forget, I'm a mom. So I had to be strong for my children. All while healing myself. And, you know, us as women, black women, to be more specific, we are so we're so hell bent on. Oh, I got to be strong. Oh, I can't show weakness. I can't show weakness. But being strong all the time and not showing weakness is a weakness. We're so programmed and conditioned to think that as black women, we need to be strong. Stop it. We don't have to always be strong. Sometimes it's okay to just relax. Take a break. Let those emotions out. Get those fillers out. Just relax. And that's something that I had to learn along my journey. So, um... I'll say around 2018, the end of 2019, I mean, sorry, the, tw- the end of 2018, I decided to close the boutique. The overhead started being more than I can bear because, like I said, during my grief process, my business suffered. But being the little hustler that I am, without, without giving up all together, I started another business. At that time, I started my clothing line, A Bella Storm. This is something that I had been wanting to do for a while, but I like like they say I was sleep on myself. I was so comfortable running the boutique that I just let it go in the back of my mind. My brother knew about this business venture. And so I kept telling myself, well if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it for him. If I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it for him. So I did it. And so far, so good. It's going really well. It's going really well. I also decided, you know, I want to sell real estate too. So let me start that. Let me dibble and dabble in that. So I got my real estate license um, January of 2020. And that's going pretty well. That's going pretty well. 
And but for some reason, I just didn't feel fulfilled. Like I felt like something else was missing. I wanted to do something to help myself, of course, but I also wanted to help others. I also needed to tell my story. I needed to to be able to let other people know that it'll be okay. I'm not saying that it's going to be okay tomorrow. I'm not saying that it's going to be okay next week, but I'm telling you that it's going to be okay eventually. I needed to tell this story and I just didn't know how. So I came across a brand coach and as we got to talking and I enrolled in one of her programs, I started telling her my story and she goes, why don't you become a coach? Why don't you... Why don't you tell your story? Why don't you help other millennial women get through what you're getting through? And I said, well, how do I do that? And she goes, tell your story. Whatever you did to get to where you are now, there are so many other women needing that same strategy. They need that same plan. And I thought about it. I researched it and I said, this may work for me. And, I, and then, I, then I said, but how do I even start? She was like, the same way you start any other business. You just start. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just start. And then she said, you need to come up with a name. And that's where I got stuck. I'm like, a name? I don't have no name for a coaching program. Let's just name it Christesia Stormy. And then she goes, um, that's cute, but it's too long. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. That's too long. So I had to go back to the drawing board. So again, of course, I prayed on it. I thought about it and it hit me. My brother's middle name was Mature. And I said, I'll just call myself the Matured with the D coach. And she goes, okay, where did that name come from? And I said, that's his middle name. The definition of Matured is Having reached the most advanced stage of a process. And if any of you are familiar with grief coaching, there are five stages of grief. Denial. Anger. Bargaining. And everything that we need, he equipped us all to find the purpose in our pain. Until next time, bye ladies.